1: Our study on the Holy Spirit continues today. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. From the Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Hi there, and again, welcome to the program. We're continuing our little mini-series on the Holy Spirit, looking at the person and work of the Holy Spirit and how the interaction of the Holy Spirit in our lives is to be manifest as we live out our lives for Christ. Today, we've got a message for you simply called, Receive the Holy Spirit. We'll be in Acts chapter 10 today, focusing on verses 34 through 48. If you'll join us there, we'll get started with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. Our teacher and pastor now with the program, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.
2: You know, as I as I was looking at this, I was I was reminded I I looked up the word, I looked up Holy Spirit. In, uh, in my concordance, and, and we see that he is mentioned 110 times in the Bible. And not only that, but I was amazed because over 40 times in the Bible, out of this 110 times, over 40 times, the Holy Spirit is mentioned in the book of Acts. The book of Acts is where the church really began, really got started. You read uh, Acts chapter 1 and 2, and you see the church's birth, it started, it's, Jesus said that he would not even send them forth as witnesses until the Holy Spirit had come upon them and they had received power from the Spirit of God. From there, we see great and mighty acts. We see the power of God being released. We see pe- people that were crippled being healed. We see people that were bound up. And sorcery and witchcraft being delivered and set free, we see individuals getting delivered from from demons and bondages. We see individuals like Apostle Paul, who was first named Saul, getting converted. We see we see the we see the Bible come alive, and we see God do great things in these individuals who weren't people of great prestige and honor, they weren't dignitaries, but simple people that Jesus chose and released his spirit upon, they went forth and God used them mightily to impact their spheres of influence. We see Peter who had run from, who had denied the Lord, had turned his back on the Lord. We see Peter now standing up boldly in Acts chapter 2, preaching the first message and giving clarity concerning the outpouring of the Spirit of God. This is a man who had just denied the Lord. But when that the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall receive power. God changed his life. We see John and we see these individuals fill up. We see Stephen being stoned to death, but in the midst of it being filled with the Spirit of God and glorifying God. And Jesus standing on the right hand of the Father. We see the power of God being released in ordinary people's lives. And I want to remind you, it's not your title that makes you great. It's God's presence in your life that makes you great. Can I have an amen? It's God's presence that makes. Whoo, 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 whoo. It's God's presence that makes you great, and these individuals were used, and thousands of years later, we're still talking about their lives and their testimonies. But in Acts chapter ten, I, I want to just hone in on this passage of scripture because these these passages help to just remove all barriers. And I hope that today that you're convinced from this moment that that all you have to do is receive him. Receive him into your life. It says in in verse in verse 34. Jesus had given Peter the keys of the kingdom and he opened the door to the Jews when he spoke the first message in Acts chapter 2. He unlocked the revelation concerning Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. So Jesus, so Peter t- takes the keys and he opens the door through his message. And now Jews receive abundantly. The same Peter in Acts chapter 10 we see receives a vision from God. And God uses him now to open the door to the Gentiles so that they would receive. And we pick this story up in verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no what? Uh, partiality. He's at a Gentile's house by the name of Cornelius. Cornelius has, 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 has summoned him. Peter is there. And I love what Peter says. He says, I believe this is a Gentile. This isn't just for the Jews. He says, I believe that God shows no partiality. And I'm saying that to everyone in this room. It doesn't matter if you're black, if you're white. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter about your economic situation, your background. It doesn't matter to God what kind of situations you've had in your life, what your mama did. Stop blaming your parents. If you want the Holy Spirit, receive the Holy Spirit. It's not this person's fault. It's not that person's fault. God is showing no partiality. He's not looking. He, God is just. He's looking for people. That are hungry. We're going to see here. That are hungry for him. And what we have to do is stop saying that this isn't for me. God wants the spirit of God. To be so ushered into your life. That, that he just. That he takes over. And he begins to lead you on a journey. That trust me. You'll be grateful for. But what happens is we have to see that God's not showing partiality. I may not know everything. But God still wants to release his spirit into my life. God still loves me. I may have made some mistakes in my past. Stop living in your past. It's amazing because sometimes we're thinking about stuff way more than God is ever thinking about. He's not thinking about it. But we're thinking about it. And we have to stop. He says, I perceive. Look what he says in verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, I, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. I love this because we have to begin to discern and begin to develop the fear of the Lord in our lives. And then out of that, not just accept Christ's righteousness, but start to, I like this, work righteousness. Work Righteousness should not just come to us. Righteousness should come through us. Not just to us. Righteousness should come through us. He says is accepted by him. Look at verse 36. The words which God sent to the children of Israel, proclaiming peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word, you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism was John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. And we are witnesses of these things. Which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem. He says whom they killed by hanging on a tree, how God him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. And to him, all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. Now watch this. Verse 44. While Peter was still speaking these words. So we see the word of God going forth. The Holy Spirit fell on all those Who heard the what? The word. So we see this balance. It didn't say that the Spirit of God asked. It just said that while he was speaking, the Holy Spirit just started falling on the people. These people undoubtedly were hungry. They were waiting to receive something. God had already told Cornelius to to bring Peter to his house because something was going to happen. So they were prepared and they were open. Did they expect this? I, I don't know if they expected this. But what I am saying is they were open to whatever was going forth from the word and whatever would happen as a result of the word. And sometimes what happens to us in church, saints, is we're sitting under the word of God. And instead of us just saying, God, I'm open to receive whatever it is you have to say, we go into, we go into analyzation mode. Instead of, Lord, I receive. What we say is, now we all need to discern and check the scriptures and do those things. But, but when you see something is black and white and it's here on the page. We have to learn to receive. And in this moment, it's, it's a shame because some people will say, well, that's, you know, oh, this message is good for my homegirl. I wish she was here today. <laughs> my cousin need to hear that. My goodness. I knew I should have called him. My husband, oh, he's sitting right next to me. You know you need to hear this. <laughs> we write notes to the person next to us. We start thinking about our kids. My kid need to be in a the, the grown-up service today. What is he doing over there? The Holy Spirit was leading me to bring him in here today. We start doing, instead of, instead of doing this, we start doing this. And sometimes it's not a matter. I love this because it's not a matter of sometimes saints... It's not a matter of us doing it intentionally. We've just developed this bad habit that the word of God is for everyone else except me. Because we're just trying to analyze everything. Instead of listening with the intent of receiving and obeying. And being open. God, this is, this is for me. While they're there. And their hearts are open. It says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit, he fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished. Why were they astonished? Because they were still in the old mode. These Jewish believers were thinking that this is just for me. This is just for us. This, this, The promise was for us. The Holy Spirit, he's for us. And the power of God just for us. And all these other nations, it's it's not for them. And they were astonished. And it's a shame because this is what we do sometimes even in our culture. (sighs) Let me say this, saints. When the Holy Spirit is being poured out, we want to be discerning enough to discern that it's the Holy Spirit being poured out. And... And we cannot always measure how the Holy Spirit is being poured out solely on the basis of our personal experience. If you go with me to Japan, the the Spirit of God is being poured out. The manifestation doesn't always look exactly like it looks here at our services. But the power of God is being released. Sometimes we go to other churches and the Spirit of God is there. He's not moving maybe like He does at the well or some other church. But it doesn't mean we cannot allow our cultural biases and mindsets to stop us from seeing that, Hey, this is God too. God's moving. And I've been in services and I've shared this testimony. I remember years ago when I was just growing in things of God and I'm developing relationship with God. And, and obviously you want things to be biblically ba- based. I'm not saying everything's God. I'm not. But when you have a relationship with God, you're able to discern this is God and you have a biblical reference. But there was a, there was a lady and I'm just growing on a, and I went to this conference and there was a lady. She was there and she was praising God. And as she was praising God, I'm sitting there and I'm and I'm saying to myself within myself, although I didn't say it openly. I said within myself, I was like, what is she doing? Because she was looking up to the heavens and she was going like this. And I'm saying to myself, what is she doing? And and immediately, now listen to me, saints, immediately she's doing that and she's having a good time in the Lord. And I'm over here with my self-righteous self. When I should have been getting mine, when I should have been getting mine, I'm sitting over here and I can remember I'm sitting there and I'm I'm looking and then all of a sudden, I got so convicted I got so convicted by the Holy Spirit because it wasn't listen there's nothing unbiblical about going like this (laughs) it may not been what I do maybe I needed to do that maybe I could have got my breakthrough (laughs) Can can I have an amen maybe I needed to cut loose a little bit Maybe I needed to shout a little bit. Maybe I needed to open my mouth a little bit. Maybe I needed to get it out of myself. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching. And I'm saying, I got, this, I got this, this cultural or bondage within me. I shouldn't have been astonished. Just like they shouldn't have been astonished. I shouldn't have been astonished. And God convicted me. Next thing not I'm next thing next thing I'm sitting over there frozen. She's rejoicing and I'm sitting over there frozen. Because God done arrested me. You best believe. After a while, not only she was she going like this, but I was going like this. Woo! Glory to God. See what I'm saying is something something has to something has to break within us. When we, when we stop thinking, we stop thinking from just our cultural perspective. God can't use us if, if he feels like he can't use you in a certain environment because the only thing that you'll receive is what you've known. He's not limited to your boxes. And things must be biblical. And things must line up with Scripture. But, but just because somebody likes to clap and shout or somebody likes to sit there quiet, whatever it is, let God move upon them. Can I have an amen? And so in this moment, the Bible says that they were astonished. But Peter wasn't astonished. Because he knew for, for this purpose. And he had scriptural reference that God was going to pour out his spirit not only just on the Jews, but on the Gentiles and everyone. And it says in verse 45, And those of the circumstances who believed were astonished, and as many came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. It's not a black thing or a white thing. This is a God thing. He says, For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water? that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord then they asked him to stay a few days this passage of scripture is such a blessing to me because I I see God in this moment breaking down a barrier which is a major barrier and for all of us we want to learn just to receive the Holy Spirit And lay aside any cultural bondages that we have or any personal, watch this, or any personal preferences that we have. That's that's not biblically based. This personal preferences, that's your preference. But it doesn't mean that God's not moving. Peter was able to discern this because of his intimacy with God. His willingness to be open to God. And in our church, I want to say this. Our church, you look around here, our church is very ethnic ethnic diverse. Look around. And some of you come from more reserved professional environments <laughs> where we don't like to move very much or do anything. Some of us was raised like myself as a wow child. Some of us are more on the intellectual side. Well, We love just to examine the word of God and we could study for all day. And I'm kind of like that. I mean, I could, I could read my Bible all day. Some of us, mm, I like a couple scriptures. But just give me the spirit. What I'm saying is there's, there's, there's diversity here within our church. And for us as a church... I don't mind that as long as our personal preferences and diversity doesn't create division. Yes. And the only way to avoid that, like Peter did, is, is, is we stick to the Word, but then we're all willing to receive the Holy Spirit and allow Him to function within our midst. The most segregated day of the week is Sunday morning about 1130. The blacks go to the black church, the whites go to the white church, and they, they shout too much over at the black church. Well, they don't shout enough over at the white church, and they don't do that, and it's ah, ah this garbage. Is everyone willing to receive the Holy Spirit? Is <laughs> everyone willing to receive the word of God. It's everyone, and then what happens is God comes in and he breaks down the cultural bondages and backages he breaks it down but peter was willing to step to the forefront in this battle and say this is what god's doing i perceive this is what god's doing no need to be astonished if the power of god falls on the person sitting next to you no need to be astonished when you walk in the door And maybe it's different than your old church, but we're in here praising God for an hour straight. No need to be astonished because the music is loud. No need to be astonished because you're going to have to sit next to a white person. No need to be astonished because you're going to have to sit next to a Japanese person. No need to be astonished because you're going to have to sit next to a black person. No need to be astonished because there's going to be blacks and whites and Chinese and Japanese people from Asia and people from Ireland, people from people from Canada and people from all over the world. Can I have an amen? No need to be astonished. No need to be astonished that you may be sitting there and somebody may be going like this. Nobody no need to be astonished. You may be sitting there and the person isn't moving at all. Receive the Holy Spirit. Can I have an amen can I have an amen receive the Holy Spirit but we've taken and we said well God's not moving there and that's not God well Napoleon called me why don't you think it's God because it's not what you would do that's what God was showing me way back in 2001 and from that day forward I said you know what if I, if if the scripture it lines up with scripture, and I allow you to deliver me from 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 partiality, I just want to see you moving. God, if you speak to a donkey to me, if you speak through a donkey to me, I want to hear it. Well, she's a woman; she can't speak in a church. The devil's a lie. What you mean she can't speak in Jesus told Mary to go and tell Was it Mary? Yeah. The apostles you go tell them. So when my wife says, "Honey." Now, I might not always listen, but I'm listening. Cuz it's not always God, but I'm listening. what i'm saying is saints what i'm saying is for all of us all of us do we have any cultural bondages that are stopping us from receiving the holy spirit and receiving what the holy spirit is doing in somebody else's life